Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. All right, folks, it's that time again. World Championship Radio coming at you from CRISPR Media Studios here. Uh, hey, weather's not bad, but, you know, they, we're getting crazy here. We're in Michigan, so it's, it's a crapshoot. But, of course, I'm joined once again by my good friend Justin. What's going on, wrestling buddies? And my good friend Mike. Mike? Mike. Uh, Mike? Mike. Uh, Yes, unfortunately, Mike is not here this week. Uh, he's got a new job, and I wish him the best of luck with it. Hey, he works hard for the money. Right, yeah. You know, nobody works harder in show business or you know, his <laughs> business, really, than anyone else. So, uh, we're here to talk about wrestling, of course, folks. Uh, we're not going to spare that, even though we're a two-live crew tonight. Uh, that was coined by Justin, of course, you know. I don't want to get sued by uh, trying to remember his name, the, right. the major uh, Luke Skywalker. Luke, yeah, <laughs> uh, Uncle Luke. Uncle I don't want Luke. Uncle Luke to hurt us, please. But uh, <laughs> WWE, oh, we'll play your shit all day, like Uncle Luke. Oh no, 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 no. Yeah, fucking him. fuck that. Yeah, we're gonna play everything from WWE. <laughs> Copyright? What's that? <laughs> Copy. Copy, yeah, we're going to copy everything. <laughs> I, guess, I guess that's the difference. You know, WWE, they'll send you a letter. It's like something tells me Uncle Luke is just show up at your house. <laughs> yeah, you just see a black Escalade out in the front parking lot or in the driveway here, and it would just be like, yo, man, get inside. they would be like, what? Uh, oh, yeah, okay. You call in the house like, baby, do you know anybody with the license plate uncle? Like- <laughs> uncle L? Uncle L? Uncles? Uncles. <laughs> uh, uncle Luke. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. We don't want to fuck with him. But yeah. Wrestling. Wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. What has been going on in the world of wrestling? Of course, um, a big one was uh, New Japan had their uh, big promotion, uh, Wrestle Kingdom 12. And uh, I've... I have the fortunate opportunity. I've been able to watch the whole thing, but Justin, what have you been able to see? I got to see actually a really good chunk of it. I mean, you know, especially the the meat and potatoes, the all the championship matches for sure. Okay, all right. Well, the, I mean, we could probably cover this, and for most respect, like uh, I know you know about the New Japan Royal Rumble, <laughs> and I can give you the field if you want. You got, oh, God, yeah. Yeah, Matsuhiro Kahari ver- defeated Bushi, Chase Owens, Cheeseburger, David Finley, Delirious, El Desperado, Gino Gambino, which he was an interesting <laughs> guy. He's from Australia, and he just the name caught me by surprise. That's why I remember it. But he's a big dude, and he did pretty well in this. And then, of course, you had uh, Hiroshi Tensan, Jushin Thunder Liger, Katsumura was in that, the young lion. He did a pretty decent job. Leo Tonga, the big six foot ten Leo Tonga. Yes. Uh, Manu uh, Mabutu Nakanishi. I got a lot of names. Uh, Kojima was in it. Uh, Michinoku was in it. Taka, which was pretty <laughs> awesome. Tiger Mask. Taro, uh, Toa Henry. Uh, Yoshihashi was in it. Uh, Yoshi Naburu Katsumura. No. Wrong no. name. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Cam Yarrow. Yes. Wow, I'm going to be good at this by the end. Eugene Nagata and uh, Yurihiro Takahashi was in it. 
my man. Yeah. <laughs> so it was. It was. You know, it's a. It's more of a lighthearted match. You've like you said, you've seen them in the past. Yes. So you got a good idea of what's going on. It's a basic Royal Rumble, but you can pin the guy, which is another feature for the older wrestlers that can't throw a guy over the top rope. I think that's nice. <laughs> but I mean, ultimately in the end, uh it was uh the cheese cutter or I'm sorry, uh cocky the wow, holy god. I'm gonna butcher <laughs> names right now. Um it was the 45-year-old Kai Hara that uh, beat uh, Cheeseburger. And uh, the story behind him, uh, he was actually just beat cancer and was coming back to wrestling. Really? Yeah. He's 45 years old. And, I mean, he looked pretty good, but I, I guess it was pretty aggressive cancer from wow. what I heard from the announcers and that. Kevin Kelly and uh, Don Callis called this for, my, for what I could understand. But um, yeah, it was a, it was a good match. I mean, yeah, it was lighthearted. I, I'd give it a, you know a, a three out of five. But uh, anything with cheeseburger is definitely lighthearted. Yeah, anything with cheeseburger, anything with uh, Jushin now, Thunder Lager <laughs> yeah. is lighthearted. Any with the old wrestlers, you know. I mean, those guys. It's cool to see them in there. But when you got guys like Chase Owens dropping kicks and stuff, and you got young Leo Tonga in there. I mean, yeah. he did pretty well. He held himself pretty damn well in that uh, match. Now, uh, now, I could be wrong. Um, Gino Gambino, I think he was a tag team with uh, Coke Cabana. Really? I mean, it would make sense. In Australia. Mm-hmm. It, it was like it was when, it, whenever or for a while there, uh, Coke was doing tours down in Australia. I want to say that's who he Team went. I could be completely wrong. If someone knows better, please you know correct me on Twitter, mm-hmm. Instagram, Facebook, email. <laughs> it's all world. It's all yeah. WCR. It's if you all- connect with us, we'll get back to you. Believe it. It's all WCR. You can connect with us anywhere. <laughs> but uh, that's cool. I didn't know that he uh, tagged with uh, Colt. That's one of my favorite wrestlers. I would say. But, uh, yeah, we had uh, another match after that, uh, the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship, which was Rapongi Vice, or I'm sorry, Rapongi 3K versus the Young Bucks. And uh, you said you got to see this. Oh, God, yeah. What would you think about it? Nuts. Like, Absolutely wh- wh- nuts. <laughs> I mean, it, it, we, we talked last week about, you know, this possibly being, you know, what you would consider a quote-unquote spot monkey event. But right. Dear Jesus, everything was put together nicely. It, it flowed real it, well. It, very well. Yeah. It, you know, you, you get four guys that, that work really well, and they can do that fast pace. Right. You know? Yeah, it's relentless. <laughs> it's, like you said, nuts. Absolutely nuts of a match. Yeah. and I, I th- But I thought it was crazy was uh, Nick uh, Jackson's been having some back issues of late, and you could kind of tell that uh, Matt had to step up for the Bucks. I mean, he – in my opinion, stole that match. He was the one that decided that. And, I mean, some of the spots he did, like, you know, the back, uh, what was it, the back explode, they call it, where it's kind of like looks like uh, uh, Nick's holding the guy in a Andy Orton DDT move, and Matt's coming off that top rope and landing on top of the back. Damn, it's just, it's uh, it's one of the crazier spots, I thought, in that match, but... Crazy, <laughs> you know, and, and you know that's the thing about the Bucks that I love them and I hate them. 
just because they do a lot of choreographs. I mean, the whole thing's choreographed, but right. they do a lot of choreographed stuff, but they do it so often and they do it so smoothly mm-hmm. that it looks choreographed. You know, it's right. like that's the problem that they're too damn good for their <laughs> own good. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it's the fluid, fluidity of the moves. I mean, it's top notch. And, uh, I saw, what was it? They won, uh, ROH, uh, Tag Team of the Year award, which is pretty cool. Cause I mean, they did have a pretty good year there as well. Yeah. But this match, I mean, there was a lot of back and forth. And I mean, their backs were blown out. Like, I know, I think it was Show was the first one to have his back blown out. Yeah. On the ramp on yes. a big spot. And also saw Rocky take a big spot on the ramp as well, got his butt kicked. <laughs> They're well, just touching people from the office. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no good can come from this. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but they did get back on him. And like I said, you know, Nick's back was pretty messed up and uh, Matt had to step up. But uh, the Bucks were victorious in this match. And uh, it was uh, pretty crazy with that sharpshooter ending. You know, I thought that was pretty interesting. I don't know. Yeah. If you were... <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? Honestly, I kind of expected a little bit more, something a little bit more showy, but hey, it still works. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it still works. It, I'd give it a four out of five, you know, stars for me personally. What do you think, Justin? Well, I don't know, Melts. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Is it a six star or a seven star spray job? I, you know, it, not, not that, not that my star system matters, but I, I'd give it, it matters four. to me. I'd give it a four, four and a half. Four and a half? All right. Yeah, I think that's a good, fair assessment, too. But, uh, yeah, moving on here, we had a, uh, another match, uh, the Never Openweight Six-Man Tag Team Championship. Uh, we had the likings of uh, Chaos, which was Beretta, Torihiro Ishii, and Toro Yano, uh, defeating Michael Elgin and War Machine, Suzuki Gun, with Tai Chi, Takahashi, Usha, and Zack Sabre Jr., versus Taguchi Japan, which was Juice Robinson, Ryuzuk Taguchi, and Togi Makabe, and Bullet Club, which was Bad Luck Fale, Tama Tonga, and Tonga Loa in a gauntlet match. This was a, <laughs> I mean, this was a grueling match. And, I mean, when it always comes down to these six-man matches with, you know, the three belts, I, I think this is the future of wrestling. You really? Know, these, yeah. Really? With these three-man teams. Because it just seems like it's always three dudes that always click together. Like, you know, it's you, me, and Mike. Yeah. Then, you know, Carl Anderson and the Gallows. Yeah. I mean, it's it's three. Shield. Yeah, Shield. Rollins, Ambrose, (laughs) Reigns. It's three dudes, you know. I think three-man is the future. I I could see WWE doing a three-man belt, you know. They actually, since you say it, I mean, I haven't really paid that much attention, but you're actually right. They got enough three-man Sanity. teams. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's plenty of three-man teams for them to actually, right. and just loosely three-man associations. Yeah, exactly. Even like, you know, you say loose association, Michael Elgin and War Machine. You know, guys that you probably wouldn't put together on paper because Elgin's a singles competitor and War Machine's a dominant tag. But you put two guys like that group together, who? That's a, that's a force to be reckoned with. And you watch that match, and they did pretty well. But I mean, obviously, chaos was the bigger deal there. But I think chaos was going to try and steal everything. As we go on, we'll talk about. That. I mean, okay, so and 
and hell, I, I wish Mikey was here because he's yeah. you know our, our New Japan expert. Yeah, this is that's the, that's what's killing me. But <laughs> as <laughs> as um as I'm starting to, to pick up on things, it, chaos seems to be starbangers. Yeah, yeah, I would say they're. I mean, it's a crazy group. You got Okada, you've got um, who else? You got you got. God damn it, Toru Yano. You got uh, Torohiro Ishii. You got Trent Beretta. Um, you got Grado or Gato. Um, trying to think of other guys. I mean, but it's yeah, it's a it's a stacked group. And then it's, you you look at like their their former members too. I mean, it's like Jesus Christ, yeah. like you guys Nakamura are really was star bangers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, R- Rapungi Vice. Period. Just yeah. It, um, Kozlov. I- <laughs> yeah, that was a great wrestler too. I miss that guy. But uh, yeah, they're a pretty strong group. Just like I would say, I would rate Chaos around like you know you look at a group like Suzuki Gun. You know that's a that's a strong group too. But that's a lot of heel group. I really love Suzuki Gun though. Really, I I love Suzuki. Man, I'm glad Mike's not here. He say that he'd be like, "That's my fa- least favorite," because he doesn't like El Desperado. He doesn't like you know. Um, Zack Sabre that much in that light. I mean, he enjoys his wrestling outside of New Japan. Right. But I, I, I enjoy all the groups. I, I think that's the biggest thing for me with New Japan is that I enjoy the factions. Yeah. Oh, actually, I, I, hopefully I'm not overstepping. <laughs> but uh, Switchblade. Okay. He yeah. announced that he's, yeah, uh, he's chaos. chaos. And did you see that awkward? <laughs> did you see how awkward that meeting was, though? Like I, he was like, "Come on, give me a hug," and like <laughs> he was like, "I don't know, I'm just gonna shake your hand because this is awkward." I like that. This is your belt, champ. The, the, yeah, that was awkward too. That they slid was it super over. Awkward. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of weirdness about that, and I think I could see him using that as an advantage to him for himself, not helping chaos. No, it is definitely going to be a John Cena and Nexus kind of situation. Yeah. They're they're going to see a lot more losses, you know, due to him and he's going to sneak his way into a, another title shot. <laughs> yeah. It's it's crazy. I mean, you think of a lot of the guys that are, you know, in New Japan right now and it's just you get a lot of a lot of different characters that you're going to find watching overtime Justin that are just like backstabbers. A lot of bullshit artists. <laughs> I like to call them bullshit artists just because of the fact that it's like they seem like a lot more than they are. Mm-hmm. Like, they, like you see, like Okada. I think Okada's—he's made well. He's—he presents himself correctly. He—I mean—he doesn't put on a big swagger. He's like uh, the guy that we're listening to the theme right now, Miro Suzuki, the head of Suzuki Gun. He's just—he's not a—he's not a flashy guy. No, he's just a psychopath. He's a psychopath. <laughs> he scares the shit out of me and a lot of other people. And it's—it's it's different styles that make wrestling what it is. And I—that's I, I think what I enjoy the most. But uh, the, the clash of styles. Yes, and that's what made that match so great for me—that six-man tag open way because you had every faction in that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I enjoy stuff like that. Chaos, craziness. I say chaos is in the word chaos, not the group. (laughs) (laughs) Screw anybody that didn't like Survivor Series Gang Wars. 
Right. Factions rule. <laughs> yeah, dude. Factions do rule. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, let's move on here. That was, uh, like I said, uh, Chaos did was victorious in that six man tag and uh, secured the belts from Bullet Club. So, obviously, Bullet Club will be back in action soon to probably get those belts back. Okay. But, uh, I see the three brothers, definitely. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised or I'm going to be intrigued when I start seeing the young lion, uh, the six foot ten monster, start tagging with his uh, brothers. Yeah. Or, yeah, one of them, brother, right? Yeah, yeah. By, and, yeah. One brother, one cousin. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know if you've seen that Chase Owen shirt. I want that shirt so bad. Honorary Tongan. No, I have didn't. Have you seen that? I have not oh. seen that. <laughs> Yeah, it's a shirt that says Honorary Tongan on it. And he wears it when he's wrestling with Fale and uh, Tama, Tonga and Tangaloa. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. It's hilarious, yeah. It's just, but yeah, moving on. We're, uh, another match that I thought was pretty cool. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't have as much clout. You know, people say clout, like <laughs> circumstance behind the match. Because Cody, at the time, had the ROH Championship. And this belt was supposed to be contested against Kota Ibushi at Wrestle Kingdom. Yes. But, you know, as wrestling happens in this world, uh, Dalton Castle won it at a uh, final battle there. I believe it was a final battle or was it the uh, anniversary show? I'm trying to remember. Uh, I thought it was final battle. Okay. I'm going to go with that. <laughs> yeah, let's say final battle. Yeah, but Dalton Castle did defeat Cody successfully to, you know, to get the ROH championship. And we had a special match, or as I saw in the uh, Japanese, uh, what do you call it, part of the show, they called it the handsome match. We had Kota Ibushi versus Cody. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was cool to see, uh, uh, what was it, Brandy down there with him. Yes. She was a big part of this, too. Oh, gosh, she is a great heel. <laughs> I think I've fallen in love with her all over again, just because the way she is a valet, and she does a damn good job at it. Very damn good. Uh, almost as good. Um, I would compare it to like Charmel. Yes. I think Charmel made a Charmel. very good, very good valet for, uh, for Booker T. And even or, before, uh, uh, she was a valet for uh, uh, Prince Ikea. I'm trying to think of the other lady that uh, was a valet for uh, Sherry Martel. She kind of oh. reminds me of Sherry Martel. Yeah. Definitely hands on. Yeah. That, that's what I like. Yeah. That, she's definitely caught my attention. But this match was. Pretty crazy because I know Cody's had a bone to pick with Coda for a while, and I really don't know what's going on. And uh, you had brought up something. Uh, what was that, Justin? You brought up a moment ago. That uh, the, the whole, what happened that, after it? Yes, uh, Cody getting a hold of Coda and uh, Omega deciding to slide in and tell him that hey, I didn't get permission for this to go down. I saw that. That was pretty crazy. I mean. What, I don't even know what to make of it. I know they were tag team champions in the past. They were golden lovers. Yes. <laughs> and, Great uh, tag team yeah. name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a, it's a very unique group. And I know that they're good friends. So I understand him wanting to stand up for them. But at the same time, this is kind of like a thing of, uh, how do I say this? Dissension in the ranks? Yes. What's your take on this? What do you think is going to come of this? Like, uh, you know what? It's kind of hard to tell. Something's got to be in the works because, I mean, they, they started to work it into the uh, being the elite, mm -hmm. you know, as they were just sitting across. Right, when <laughs> Kenny's eating his ice cream <laughs> and fucking Cody picks up that chicken breast. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. 
And, it, it just, and everyone just sitting around like, hey, I, there's some tension here. Yeah. <laughs> like, What's going on? Like, were you not at the goddamn show? <laughs> right. Yeah. I feel like you guys are angry at each other, but... Yeah, it's it's interesting to see what's coming down the line. But getting back to this match at uh, Wrestle Kingdom twelve, you know, I, I it was one of the best matches I've ever seen of you know between two really great in ring you know performers. Yes, I mean the talent of Cody and the ultra. I mean ultra talented Kota Ibushi, very young guy too. But I mean he's performed. I mean above and and you know. What I've expected from Coda, I mean, he's gone beyond, you know, way beyond what I've expected. But uh, what were you going to say, Justin? <clears throat> no, it's just that uh, that um, Cody just really shined out there. I mean, it really showed that he's picked up a lot of things since leaving WWE. I mean, he was good, but he's yeah. getting damn good. <laughs> yeah, now, definitely. Now that he's, a, you know, a... a, a traveling wrestler you know he's actually going to different promotions actually wrestling different guys not the same guy over and over and over right and it's top talent that he when he goes to these indie promotions that's what they're throwing at him and it's mm-hmm. I, I think that's only making his you know character better yeah so it, it can't do nothing but yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i really don't see cody going back to wwe anytime soon like a lot of people are saying you know i've heard rumors of the fact that I know Kenny's almost done with his contract or, you know, they're they're looking like a hot marketable item to the bigger screen. I think they're in the big screen. And I read an article, uh, what was it, a couple of days ago about uh, Mark Cuban that actually owns Access TV. And I don't know if you're aware with Access, they are part of the, uh, they actually have a contract with New Japan, and yeah. they were showing New Japan content here in America on regular cable, right. which is awesome. But Mark Cuban has stated in this article I read that he said, you know, he sees that as a potential WWE uh, competitor if marketed right. And I think he's probably one of the perfect guys to do this. Yeah, I mean, hell, they're a competitor in merch right now. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, you see the stuff that's flying off the shelves at Hot Topic, and, you know, obviously ProWrestlingTees.com is probably getting a workout. <laughs> yeah. Hell, I, I, I seen a guy in a Bullet Club shirt just the other day. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I had to walk up to him, one sweet him. I'm like, come here. <laughs> yeah, like, come on. I did. I'm like, come here. Come here. <laughs> I was actually at work. I think the guy thought he was in trouble for a minute. I'm like, come here. I didn't even explain my, come here. Yeah, you're in the vest and everything. No, nope. yeah. all of a sudden I'm just like, one sweep me. Then you can leave. <laughs> He's all scared. Uh, okay. <laughs> but no, that's cool. Yeah, you, you're seeing a lot more of the, you know, New Japan merchandise showing up and just general populace. Yes. I mean, you go to any WWE live <laughs> show and, dear God, they, they should have just a Bullet Club section. Mm. <laughs> yeah. for Christ's sakes but I think you know saying what you know seeing all this talent coming out of New Japan and the create of the I don't know the aura of New Japan if you really want to call it that or the buzz the hype I think that like I said with what Mark Cuban and his you know obviously he turned the Timberwolves around yes and they've won championships and he's a devoted businessman he's on Shark Tank <laughs> Everyone loves Shark Tank. I know that. I, I've talked to a few people that watch that. 
But uh, I think he could be probably a very good uh, promoter in America for New Japan. And I would be interested to see further on down the line. But uh, getting back to this match, we're really skipping over this match. But uh, <laughs> it was, like I said, if you people can see it and see you know what's going on here, even that one spot I really enjoyed was the uh, crossroads off the apron into the floor. Yes. That was huge. Like, that was a huge spot for me. I mean, you don't see stuff like that. Or the thing when uh, Coda jumped off the what was it, top rope and hit uh, Cody and uh, Brandy. Yes. And she fell hard. Like She looked like she got popped. I thought she was down for good. Really? <laughs> did you? <laughs> I did too, man. But I love that part when Cody got down on the ground and got next to her. And they both are cracking up. I thought that shit was hilarious. I did that. That's what cemented it for me, and I'm like, she's good. I like, I like her. Like, I liked her before, but I'm like, I really like her. Right? Yeah. I mean, she was, you know, um, what do you call it? A uh, announcer, basically, and and I'm glad that she moved on with Cody. I'm glad she didn't stay there because yeah. I mean, she's probably enjoying her career a lot more. Yeah, being close with her husband all the time. Actually, gets to wrestle what she actually studied for. You know? Yeah, she's actually part of the Women of Honor. I've yes. seen her wrestle a few times and doing quite well. So, I mean, the sky's the limit for both of them. And uh, it was just a, probably one of the better matches I've seen. But, uh, yeah, when it finally said and done, uh, Cody was put away in this match. And uh, Kota Ibushi was, uh, hit him with that Phoenix splash. And it was all over after that. And, uh, yeah, like I said, probably one of the better matches of the night. I mean, it was hard to call a show stealer out of this show. Oh, God, no. Because everything was great. <laughs> But uh, let's move on here. This was a big match for Mike, and uh, I know I'm going to have to probably hype this up for him. We had the IWGP Tag Team Championship match, uh, Evil and Sonata versus the Killer Elite Squad, which uh, is Vance Archer and Davy Boy Smith Jr. Uh, a lot of people know him because his dad, Davy Boy Smith. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they've been uh, kicking ass for a while, and I don't know. Did you get to see this match, Justin? I saw bits and pieces of it. Okay. And you know what? I pretty much, it got cemented in my head that if you go to a goddamn New Japan show, like, you're going to be abused as a, <laughs> as a member of the audience. Oh, you're talking about when Vance came out with the six bottles of water and yeah. coated the entire uh, front crowd? Like, the- you're going to get spit on. I mean, War Machine, they're spitting. Yeah. Archer spitting. You're just going to get covered in slurm <laughs> or spit. I, I call it slurm. I know it sounds weird. But, uh, yeah, you're going to get covered in some sort of bodily fluid or water. But, uh, yeah, I'm, from what I took away from this match, man, Evil and Sonata got their butts kicked in the early going of this match. I mean, Killer Elite Squad, they're big boys, and they hit hard. Oh, there's some hosses. Yeah, and they, <laughs> it was the reason they had the belts. You know what I mean? For so long. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, this match was down to the end, really, where LIJ just pulled off that, you know, great magic killer, which, I mean, that's one of my favorite moves for a tag team. When you got to see Gallows and Anderson doing it in the WWE, you got Evil and Sonata doing it in you know New Japan. There's a couple other groups I know that are out there tag team wise that use it. It's it's a definite defeater, but uh, th- this is a cool thing because you know Evil and Sonata won the uh, the uh, tag tag league championship. Um, 
trophies. Yes. And that's what got them the opportunity to fight the Killer Elite. And now winning the championship, it's like, you know, it's like two home runs, man. Like, I mean, <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It's like two Super Bowls in a row, in my opinion. <laughs> Well, wouldn't it just be you won the championship? Or well, no, I guess you're right. You, yeah, you won two Super Bowls. There you go. <laughs> right. I mean, the World Tag League was nothing to scoff at. I mean, that's like any other tag uh, tag. What do you call it? Tournaments that they run. They're they're long and they actually are gained upon points, which is crazy. A lot of people don't know that. And I mean, it's it's a different setup, and I think the fans get a lot more out of it too. You're not just seeing one off matches. It, it it's one of those. It would only work to with select audiences in America. I mean, right? It, it, I think it was what the uh, oh I can't remember the um, the federation right now, but they had um, like a point system. Mm-hmm. Like it, even during the matches, so it's, it, you get lost. It's like, well, hell, now I got to keep track of points. Yeah, <laughs> that's the one. Yeah, it was crazy, and I mean, you saw a lot of the teams that fight in that league and they evil and sonata were very dominant in that league and i you know going into this i thought they were going to also be a you know be a dominant squad Mm -hmm. but i mean thank god they beat you know killer elite squad because they were they were looking bad (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i I gotta agree with you on that (laughs) but like you said i mean the champs couldn't look weak Especially right. those two guys. Yeah, you, you couldn't have them look weak, so it had to. They had to come out strong. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I think too, with a lot of people were thinking the Lij was going to sweep this show, and uh, I mean, this was a pretty good start for them. I thought they were going to sweep. Yeah, lot, I think yeah, a couple of your picks were a lot of Lij, or yeah. actually most of them. Were. Yeah, I think it was across the board pretty much. <laughs> it's like you put an Lij member in the match, and I was calling it. <laughs> that was my winner right there. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, like I said, uh, Evo and Sonata were victorious in winning the IWGP Tag Champions and with Tag Champ or Tag League, you know, winners. I mean, great win, great win for those guys. But uh, moving on, uh, we had the Never Open Weight Championship, uh, hair versus hair match. Really, <laughs> we had Hiroki go to. Versus Miro Suzuki of Suzuki Gun. And I know uh, Goto's uh, part of Chaos. Yes. Another faction. (laughs) (laughs) But this match, uh, Justin, did you get to see this? This one I did not get to see. Okay. It was was everything you would expect. It was crazy up until the end. I did not expect Goto winning this match. He beat Miro with, I mean, I didn't expect this. And with a... You know, the gotch pile driver, it was it was crazy. I mean, it's hard to explain a match to, you know, people, but from what you know of these two wrestlers, you saw quality wrestling out of both of these guys. Right. So, I mean, you'll see if uh, Suzuki is going to probably go back and try and get a rematch out of this, I'm sure. But he did lose his hair in the end. And, uh, well, really, what, what did he lose? Yeah. <laughs> what did he really lose? Yeah, that's what I was saying to myself watching this. I'm like, really? Like, it should have been go-to. I mean, it's probably time for him to win the belt because it's been a, it's been a while. I mean, he used to tag with uh, Shibata. Yes. And they were a great tag team for a long time. 
and you know obviously Shibata went on to be a singles competitor just like Goto and uh, I think Shibata got more of the what do you call it uh, credit I mean he was a better wrestler <laughs> I hate to say that but in the, in so the world has got to be the better one yeah in the world of New Japan someone's got to be the Marty Jannetty <laughs> yeah right you're exactly right but uh, yeah this was an interesting match like I said and uh, Goto did uh, get to watch, you didn't get to do it because I thought that you know in the hair versus hair match, whoever lost got to shave the other guy's head. But uh, Miro was not having any of that. <laughs> well, he shaved his own damn head. Would you? <laughs> would, <laughs> would listen, I, if you could just get him to agree to actually follow the rules, fucking let him do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't want to get that close to him with some clippers? <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, I agree with you on that well, one. Especially if it's corded, he'd choke you out with the goddamn cord. Right. <laughs> Drag you around, put you in the showers. <laughs> you just look at you. Like, ah. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, there was it was a wild I mean, he's a wild guy. And I think that's what keeps the people entertained. And he's been like that for a while. I mean, he started out in MMA really. Yes. But which I mean, I've seen some of his MMA matches. Brutal. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, he, he's crazy, and he likes that headbutt, too. And uh, I don't know. I don't know how much longer he's got. I'm sure he's got a while. I mean, he's 49. I, I, I look at those knees. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is, but it's, it, maybe it's the way he walks. I don't know what it is, but I look at him, and I go, his knees are going to give out before anything else. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but you see a lot of the older competitors that from New Japan, They're the way they walk, it's kind of uh, – Back and knee thing. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, he's starting to show his age for sure. But, uh, you know, let's move on here. We had a, another match, uh, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship, Fatal Four Way. Uh, we had Will Ospreay versus Marty Scrawl versus Hiromu Takahashi versus Kushida. This match was insane. Justin, please tell me you saw this one. Oh, oh God, yeah. Okay, good. What did you think of this match? Like, what was, was there anything that stood out to you? Anything? And well, definitely the entrances. Oh yeah, <laughs> Marty, uh, that was pretty crazy. Those uh, wings he had. Yes. I don't know if you caught that tweet from Cody, but uh, he shot a photo over his shoulder of Marty working on these things. Apparently, Marty like makes all of his outfits. I mean, maybe the tights, probably like the wrestling right. gear, probably goes out. But I'm sure, probably the jacket, the mask, the hat. And now the wings, I mean. Even if somebody put it together for him, he's got to maintain, you know, he's got to maintain that. <laughs> right. It had to have been shipped somehow. It had to have been carried in. He's, it, Christ's sakes, there's feathers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought it was part of the trench coat, like the trench coat just expanded, but it was actual feathers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, it was wild. It was really, it makes you wonder how much that cost. Right, yeah, I don't know how, like, not having the you know speaking the current the language that he was in that country, I want to know how he explained people he needed two foot long wings or feathers <laughs> to make a wingspan that I say what ten feet or eight feet maybe wide. Yeah, about eight feet. Yeah, it was crazy, and uh, obviously Kushida Kushida's the time splitter. He's the man. <laughs> I, I I would have liked to seen him win this honestly. And no, 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 really. I'm, I'm on. I, I'm, he doesn't need a belt. He doesn't LIJ. need a title. 
He yeah. doesn't need the title. <laughs> yep. He he didn't need it, doesn't need it. Well, he's had this belt before. He doesn't yeah. need it. <laughs> I think he should be moving on to the bigger game. Thank uh, you. But uh, I was I know you were hoping for Hiromu yes. Takahashi. Yes. Like you said, LIJ was your across the board. Come on, he did the damn the uh, the Rey Mysterio from the. <laughs> yeah, he did. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> As soon as he did it, I just started going, Booyaka, booyaka. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, uh, he, but he was getting abused, though. Like, he took a, that straight kick in the beginning, like how he got mm-hmm. kicked by, uh, who was that, Will Ospreay? Ospreay. When he asked when he wanted to fight. And, of course, he got his fingers snapped by Marty. And <laughs> I would never, I don't want to ever feel that. It's like, I'm tired of that goddamn move. <laughs> oh, really? I am, I'm getting tired of it. Why? It's he so does it too many times <laughs> in every match. Every big match, he does it way too many times. It's, it's one of his things, man. You can't get away from the snapping fingers. Do it once. Just do it once. Do it it's once. Effective. Walk on. All right. <laughs> <laughs> man, shit, make it part of your finisher. Yeah. What you, yeah. S- you snapped a finger or two, you know, too involved with ah my hand, and then you just boom. There's your finisher. Right. Yeah, it's true. What'd you think of that spot from uh, Osprey off the top of that fucking scaffolding? It, well, uh, Osprey's another psychopath. Yeah. Like he just does not give two shits about the rest of his career. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's very, uh, very forgiving, or how do you say, not forgiving. He, re- he just gives up his body, you know, for anything. I think. And wrestling, it just uh, he's too damn good. Shit. <laughs> That's all I got to say about Maybe that Maybe son one. of a bitch thinks he's like a cute Sabu. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a good one. Uh, cute Sabu. Wow. Man, that's a, yeah. I, I might have to agree with you on that one. <laughs> it's like he's homicidal, genocidal, cute as a button. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you, you had the big line, uh, the big, I mean, the big part of this whole match, the storyline really was Marty Skrull versus Will Ospreay. And it definitely delivered, I think. We saw a lot of Os cutters. You know, that was what won the championship. Yeah. And, I mean, finally breaking Marty down. I think that was probably the biggest part of this match for me. I mean, Marty has done pretty damn well this year. I know he's won a few awards for, you know, Performer of the Year or Breakout Talent of the Year. Yeah. I don't, I don't disagree with that at all. I, You know what? Out of all the guys, everybody focuses in in Bullet Club on where is Omega going to go? Is he going to go to WWE? What's Cody doing? What's Cody doing? Yeah. Where are the Bucks doing? I think the, the – Where's this, Hangman? Yeah, yeah, where the hell is Hangman? Yeah. <laughs> No. But, but I, I, I do. I think a sleeper is actually Marty. I I, I see Marty going over to WWE, actually. Mm-hmm. I, it, it, out of anybody in the group, I see Marty going over. Well, he's theatrical, and that's what Vince loves. I mean, that's the kind of guy that, you know, I think appeals to the entertainment aspect of uh, WWE. So, yeah. yeah, I agree with you on that respect. Kind of like the same shades that, that, uh, that Vince or – or more uh, Triple H saw in uh, Finn Balor, you know, just yeah. the, that theatrical. Mm-hmm. You know, that, he was definitely theatrical in New Japan. I mean, yeah, just... w- way before WWE got to put their hands on the demon gimmick, you know. So. Yeah, he had a lot more interesting paints. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I do love the demon gimmick. 
in WWE, the paint's cool. They do a really good job of it. But the stuff that he was doing in New Japan, like you look at, like, uh, he did a lot of Punisher. He did a Punisher thing. He did a Joker, Freddy Krueger, uh, Venom, anti-Venom. Yeah. I mean. I mean, dear, dear God, people. I mean, Spawn. <laughs> <laughs> if you have time, go on Google. Google Prince Devitt entrance. And you'll see what we're talking about. It, they're nuts. Yeah. Uh, he did like the, um, going back to Sabu, he did uh, like the, the Sabu, um, the, the, the crazy entrance, uh, like from Silence of the Lamb. Oh, yeah, where he came in on the, what was the handcart? And he was all, yeah, <laughs> oh. yeah he was in a straight jacket, had the mask, yeah, just like an Hannibal Lecter. And he's got that. He's already got that psycho crazy music, you know, that he had back on the Independence and in New Japan, mm-hmm. which just heightens, you know, every time he puts on the paint. Right. I don't know what it is about that song or about that just that music, but it does. It kind of like, okay, yeah, yeah, I, I see it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you definitely do. And same with Marty too. I mean, his music is dark. And very, I mean, uh, abrupt. You know, <laughs> I, I, I I could go on, of course. When, but when he, I'm trying to find it right now for us. If if you ask, um, if you ever ask Mikey, here it is. When this uh, when this first came out, or at least when um, when Marty joined Bullet Club, and this hit, I had a little barbecue, and um, Mikey came over. I had to have played this song on a like just a loop of playlist of songs. This song? Yeah, at least five times. At one point in time, Mikey looked at me and went, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> like, seriously? <laughs> yeah, this song, I mean, it's kind of crazy. It, like I said, it fits his theme very well. He is the one true villain in the villain club. In the ball club, really. <laughs> He's the true villain. He's the one club villain member. Yeah, but uh, he was not victorious in this. And uh, Will Ospreay, like I said, Os cut his butt and uh, won that uh, junior heavyweight championship. Oscut. I was going to say, that just didn't sound right. Butt. Oscar. I didn't say Oscar. Yeah, I just did, but I didn't mean it from that. Respect. I'm going to just stop talking. Oscar's butt. Oscar's butt. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Nothing to do with uh, New Japan. But, well, <laughs> but. but. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. We had the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Switchblade Jay White. This was a great match. Switchblade. What did, you, did you see this match? Yes, I did. Okay, I'm, a, I'm <laughs> glad you did, man. What did you think of this match? I, it, you know what, it, it's like I said last week, uh, I, I've gotten a chance to, to catch up even a little, even more on uh, Switchblade on Jay White. Yeah. I like his talent. I think he's really good. I think this whole Switchblade character is a little fucking stupid, but. <laughs> it, <laughs> well, he's got to, he's trying to be more, I don't know how to say, edgy. Ha ha, Switchblade. Emo. Uh, <laughs> well. Emo, ha ha, Switchblade. Maybe, you know, I haven't really seen him cut himself yet, thank God. I'm so tortured. Look at my necklace. Yeah, he's doing the whole, you know. <laughs> It's a little awkward. Yeah, he is kind of an awkward guy. I don't believe in material things. Here, take my necklace. Mm, yeah. I put it on you. And then, like, <laughs> even like we were talking about his uh, press conference that he had with, uh, you know, in the chaos. Yes. And that exchange between him and Okada was weird. So, yeah, you're right. Emo. 
I think this is the best way to describe <laughs> Jay White's character is he is emo. I mean, but I, I will give it the fact that even though on the on the surface I don't care for the character, mm-hmm. but I can definitely see the the shades of the 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 cerebral kind of athlete, you know. Yeah, and he's a young guy. So, I mean, give him, given time, we'll probably see more cerebralness from Jay White. I mean, it's his, I would say he's a new character in New Japan. Yeah, and I mean, I like, I like the, the heel that outsmarts, you know? Mm-hmm. Not, not as much as the heel that, that you know is a bruiser that's going to come in, he's going to squash you. I like the guy that actually outsmarts you, and, you know, it's like, well, what the hell? What happened? Right. <laughs> Eddie Guerrero was perfect example of that yeah you know very much you know cracky with the chair or 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 everyone's down he cracks the chair throws it out out. (laughs) or or put it right on his yeah oh yeah that's right he'll put it on him (laughs) or throw throw it in your hand and then lay down that's perfect you know he like he outsmart the guy that that should have came in and kicked his ass right that that's the way i like my heels at least I mean, you need the variety, but that's what I like the most. And that's what I see in Jay White. Yeah. No, I definitely agree with you on that respect. And uh, he was he did attack Tanahashi's knee pretty bad. I mean, you know, we all know about that injury. I mean, in New Japan, they they always remember injuries. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter if it happened two years ago or it happened a week ago. Those, these, these injuries are, I mean... You know, and you know what? Long. That's the way wrestling used to be in America, right? Like it, they would always go back to like, oh, remember back in Memphis? He, you know, he they had that that t- or, uh, they had that program with Jerry Lawler, and he broke his hand, right? Um, uh, 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 uh Cowboy Bob Orton, yeah, and his broke hand. Oh that, my it, that God. Was in How the long cast. did he have that fucking cast? <laughs> like what? Five years? Yeah, he <laughs> 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 had that thing on a you know, he slide it out real quick, but. Yeah, that was crazy. And I know he what he had a plate in there too he used to crack people with. Uh-huh. That, um, because he itched with it. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> or Lex Luger, uh the the steel plated elbow. I- <laughs> yeah. Whoever thought that was a really real I'm sorry. His I elbow did. is not fucking steel plated. I did. <laughs> Especially when they had like the X rays and they showed like the screws in Oh well yeah, he had metal screws in his elbow, but it <laughs> And they were all twisted. <laughs> yeah, everyone thought they were like, you know, a steel plate in there, and I'm like, no, there's no steel plate. Like, it's like he's got a pin. <laughs> yeah, it's a pin holding bone in place. If he probably used his elbow, really, it would probably get pretty fucked up in your life if he did that like, shit. Oh, screw you! I thought it was real. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm sorry for breaking your uh, childhood right there. But uh, getting back to this match, this. Uh, well, like I said, it was a crazy match. You had a lot of, you had Tanahashi with the frog splash, and it took him two to put Jay White away. But I don't think this is the last we see of Jay White. Oh God, this. no! I hope not, because it was a great match. Hell, it, in that whole program, it wasn't the last we saw of Jay White. <laughs> yeah, because before announcing that uh, that he's gone chaos, <laughs> he's he gone into chaos. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I just pictured that, but. Uh, <laughs> But he got an invitation, yeah, to join another club. That I saw. That was pretty crazy. I've never seen anybody reject Bullet Club. Uh, Have you? Hmm. I'm trying to think. Someone did reject Bullet Club. I, I, in 
Uh, if our listeners know, please tell us. We please, hate struggling in life. Please tweet or we'll um, look it Facebook, up. Yeah. Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Has there been anybody that has rejected the Bullet Club invitation? In ROH, I want to say somebody rejected it. Well, I know someone's flipped it. Uh, Kazarian. Remember? Yeah. He was in there and he helped out Christopher Daniels secure the ROH championship against uh, Adam Cole, baby. Uh-huh. And, uh, I mean, that was a flip. So well, I who mean, who actually got the shirt handed to him? Yeah. and they threw it back in their faces. Yeah, they. Well, yeah, I mean, it was crazy. He even put it on. I thought that was wild. <laughs> I was like, man, he actually put it on. Why? Like, <laughs> <laughs> why? Yeah, like I mean, it just blew my mind afterwards. Like, I mean, I mean, it was cool because I would have liked to seen that. Maybe it might have worked, but I think he's tried to be Kenny too many times. Like, I know I get flack for saying that. But I think Jay White has tried to model himself after Kenny Omega. And he's done a decent job being himself. But I see shades of Kenny a lot in him. Hell, I mean, if there's a dissension in the ranks, it'd be a good time to, for, I don't know, a guy like Cody to pick up some allies. Yeah. Maybe guys that have maybe turned down Bullet Club once before. Right, yeah. Maybe start his own elite but do you think Cody really wants to be a leader? Yes. Really? Yes. Okay. Because I don't know. I don't money. see that. <laughs> I, for for his character right now, it's money. And right. that's what he's going for. He's he's the new Ric Flair. I mean. <laughs> yeah, he, he looks, yeah, it's a lot of that. I see a lot of Rick and I see a lot of his daddy. The suits, the just, you know. Yeah, he the, does look good, man. The and pomp. The <laughs> he carries himself in a way that, I mean, you don't see a lot of indie guys do that. And, he, I mean, it's because of the lineage he comes from yeah, and, and, and what tell, he was raised in. And tell me he hasn't amped it up since he uh, dyed his hair blonde. Oh, it's it's turned up to 110, man. <laughs> yeah, he's he's on full tilt right now. I, I'm telling you, with a match, come up soon. We're going to see him chop somebody in the chest and just go, woo! Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, all right, moving on here. Um we had, uh, this was a big match, and I thought it was probably one of the better matches of the show. IWGP U.S. Heavyweight Championship, uh, no disqualification match, which I think the ref had a hard time understanding, but <laughs> when you watch the match, um, Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho, Alpha versus Omega. God, what did you think of this match? I don't, I mean, I don't even know where to start. Well, one, to say that the ref kind of did not understand the rules of the match, that's an understatement. <laughs> yeah, he was trying to break up when uh, uh, Jericho had him in the walls of Jericho. Right. And he's like, oh, break, break on the rope. And I'm like, no, there's no rope break. It's no DQ, man. Just nuts. And, you know, and then you see uh, Jericho was taking pages from uh, Suzuki and beating the piss out of young boys. and Yeah, that was wild. And he even uh, put uh, Red Shoes' son in the walls of Jericho right by Red Shoes. Yeah. I, That's uh, pretty bold, man. He did. He went straight Brody on, <laughs> on everybody in that whole front section. Yeah. I, I was kind of going, what the fuck is wrong with Jericho? I mean, I like it, but. <laughs> yeah, this was Jericho from when he attacked Sean. Back in WWE days, you know and what I mean? Punched his wife. Yeah. Yeah, this is that Jericho. I believe that. Because, I mean, he even attacked him at the start of the match. When, you know, uh, Richards was trying to get uh, the Bucks to go in back mm-hmm. to make this a legitimate match. They were saying goodbye, and here comes Jericho, bowling, you know, bowling right on top of Matt. 
or uh, Nick, really, the one with the bad back. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, Jericho was pretty well. I mean, he was on top of his game for this match for being of the age that he's at right now in his career. Yeah. And a lot of people were expecting a lot more from this. And I don't understand. Like, like that's just greedy. From what I saw this match, this was the best mix of WWE versus mix of WWE and New Japan. You know, the style of wrestling of New Japan with the spots of like the ladder, or not the ladder, I keep trying to say ladder, table <laughs> and the chairs. I mean, we saw a lot of spots with tables and chairs that I haven't seen in New Japan in a while. I know they're the kings of the death match, but that's a whole different ball game in itself. Right. Uh, don't get me started on the death matches. Bonita! <laughs> that crazy piece of poop. Crazy piece of poop. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, what did you what did you think of this match, Justin? I mean, was it what you thought, you know, up to your standards of what you thought the hype was? It was exactly what I expected out of a a Jericho circa 2017. Mm. It, it, it's definitely what I expected out of him. Yeah. And and I I'm not saying that to be negative. I'm I'm actually saying it in a positive because Jericho even for his age, even for, you know, the injuries and all that he can still perform and perform damn well. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you on I that mean, one, man. Hell, thanks to DDP Yoga. I mean, <laughs> he's yeah, a, DDP Yoga <laughs> saved a lot of careers, man. DDP Yoga saved his singing career. <laughs> it's you know, it's extended his wrestling career. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's done in New Japan. I no. I mean, after uh, Wrestle Kingdom, did you see that he attacked Naito? Yes. That's that's a big deal. That, that's what surprised me because I'm like, okay, Jericho's a one and done, but as soon as he attacked Naito, which was a crazy back and forth too, mm-hmm. you know, the whole throwing out the chair, but just opening it and spinning, turning his back to Jericho. Yeah, perfect. Oh my god. Oh yeah. No, man. that was that was beautiful, but it, it just goes like you said, Jericho's not going anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I'm glad that he's in New Japan. You know why? Because that's only going to help them more create a buzz in America. Because people are going to be like, what? Jericho's wrestling? Uh, he's not wrestling on WWE. Where is he wrestling? <laughs> that's, the breadcrumbs will lead to the kingdom, man, yep. of New Japan. And I, I I, think this year will be a big year for New Japan. Uh, I'll see what they say. They had uh, 25,000 more subscribers in the month of January so far now than they had in any other month just because of Wrestle Kingdom. And you know what? They, they would have my shillings too, but they just need to work on their bandwidth. Or, I mean, I'm not a technical guy, but that goddamn video is too damn herky-jerky for me to watch for yeah, too long. For me to watch it, I have to watch it on my computer, a desktop, not a laptop, folks. A desktop with a decent cable connection, hardline. And I have to refresh it at least three to four times through the entire Wrestle Kingdom. So, I mean, yeah, it is herky-jerky. I get what you're saying. But I hope, you know, they'll become a little more, you know, get it up to par as, like, what the WWE Network. It, even the WWE Network is flawed, too, though. Oh, so, oh yeah. Yeah, I mean. But give it time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you think about the, the Wild West days of the WWE Network, I guess you're right. <laughs> right, yeah. That was crazy when they would have fuck-ups on their pay-per-views mm-hmm. where you'd miss, like, what, first 10 minutes? Yeah. I remember those days. Or, uh, yeah, yeah, the, the pay-per-views. Um, 
the, before their editors got to a lot of videos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where you're like, ooh, I don't think they meant for that to get out. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, there's a lot of slips back in those days. But uh, we're in better times now. And I, like I said, I hope New Japan gets their stuff together. And with 2018 and having Jericho behind, you know, somewhat there, to kind of, like I said, entice the American crowd, <coughs> it could be a big year. But uh, this match was huge. And, I mean, there was a lot of storytelling. There was a lot of back and forth. I mean, we saw crazy spots like that one that Kenny, like, put himself strategically between two monitors on a table, announcer table. That one on the American table? Yes. Don Callis saved Kenny Omega's life. On that <laughs> I, I don't know if you've watched that replay over and over. You see Don Callis literally grab Kenny from the top part of his body and bring it towards him in between the two monitors. Well, that's because Callis is like, I need you an impact. <laughs> like, come here, mail ticket. Come here. Come here. <laughs> I could see that happening now after you said that. Just, I mean, the protection of this match and the way that he talked it up. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Callis, I mean, one of the things I have noticed, because I – Definitely pay a lot more attention to the, the English-speaking uh, announced team and yeah. what's going on from them. Uh, Callis is definitely a, a Omega sympathizer for sure. I mean, oh, for sure. <laughs> well, I think he was even the one that was instrumental in making this match. Oh, for sure. Yes, so, yes. Yeah. I, I mean, he he got Omega and Jericho together for their first couple podcast interviews. Uh, yeah. I now uh, I've heard that I need to check out the. Uh, of Jericho, talk is Jericho after post New Japan. He interviewed Kenny Omega. Yes. So I, have you listened to that? I have not, but it is downloaded in my phone. I just have not <laughs> had time to listen to it. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm very curious. I need to get my shit together and, do, and check that out because, I mean, you just think of that that group. You know, those two together after uh, such a great match they put on. I think you know. It could, there could have been anything said in that. But, uh, yeah, this was a crazy match. We got to see good color, a, lot of bl- a little bit of blood. Not a lot of crazy amount like I thought it was going to be because <laughs> the, the buildup was way more bloody. I mean, we saw Jericho splattering Kenny's blood on his face. Even what was the, 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 uh, the promo video with, like, the, the American title with just blood splatter just going yeah. everywhere? <laughs> I thought that was crazy. <laughs> They really wanted to hammer it home, like, this is going to be blood. There's going to be blood in this match. Yeah, and there wasn't a lot, but that didn't really bother me. I mean, like we said, the spots. Well, no, the, one, no one, unless you hard way in Japan, I mean, no one sets up gig spots. Right. No one's blatant, at least not that I've seen. Yeah, you don't see that very often. And like we said before, the death matches and what this was, two very different animals. Right, and even in the death matches in Japan, I'm sure all of that is all hard way. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, you see guys taking uh, fluorescent tubes and putting it across their foreheads and across the chest. Barbed wire. I mean, sheet glass. Yeah. Sorry. I've watched all of them. And I, I, I don't know why. I don't think I have the squirm gene in me. I can look at that stuff, and it doesn't bother me. I can't. I can't. There, I mean, some of it I can, but like stuff with... Um I'll force myself to watch stuff with Cactus Jack or uh, yeah. but that, that, anything with Funk. You know, if, if oh, it's yeah. a death match, if, if Funk's in it, I'm there. Right. 
But I thought one of the going back to this match, one of the cooler spots I thought, no pun intended, was uh, when uh, Kenny knew that it was no finally understood the no disqualification thing was going to be there in its place, and he got to that corner and pulled the cool spray out. Yeah. And he's like, hey, Jer- Chris Jericho, Chris Jericho. And he's like calling his name. And you see Jericho just look back and get sprayed in the eyes. That was so classic. I mean, that's storytelling at its finest, man. When I saw I that, just, I cracked up. I yeah. was like, that, that was a nice little break in the, excuse me, from the tension from, you know. Yeah, being in that hold. I mean, the walls of Jericho is no joke. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden you get that. You know, it's like, how else are you going to get a reprieve? I mean, Jericho was all over him. So how, yeah. how else would he get a breather? Well, he's going to grab the spray can. <laughs> yeah, the cool spray. <laughs> and then he made sure he sprayed himself down after that. That was pretty funny, too. A little bit of crotch shot there. Yeah, that seven-star <laughs> spray job. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this was a great match. And uh, seeing Kenny come out, I mean, only some more cements his character in New Japan. I don't see him going anywhere. I see them trying to... How do I say it? Put a, put together a better contract for him. I hope it's going to give him money to yeah. be in there for a while. As long as they're more appealing than Impact. Yeah, well, I can see them going. I can see the. Well, that's the beauty of New Japan, though. They allow their wrestlers to go to other promotions, and they're not contracted to be there, like WWE does to their people. You see, like uh, what was it? Like AAA Lucha. They go to Impact a lot. Yeah. You see. Um, a lot of uh, little indie companies like the Las Vegas group that uh, gave them the outlaw guys. Remember those? The tag team? Yeah. Um, what was their name? They were a punk group. Yeah. Oh, man. It's, it's people are yelling at us right now. I know. Cause They're yelling done, the name. I can hear them. It's like the third time. Okay, okay people. Twitter? Um. Yeah. <laughs> They're probably like, you guys have computers in front of you. You can do this. I know. Exactly. Uh, we're, we're, we're lame. All right. Let's just move on. But There's like four Google devices right in front yeah, of us. Yeah. I'm looking at a phone. I got, a, I got an iPad next to me. I've got... Yeah. There's no excuse for this. I'm sorry. But yeah, this was a great match. Please go check it out. Uh, you won't be disappointed. Just like the last match of the night, folks. This match was huge. Uh, we had Kazuka Okada versus Tetsuo Naito for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. And Justin, how did you feel about this match? Did you feel like this was what you thought was going to come about of this whole thing overall? Uh, okay, so the beginning <laughs> of the match, herky-jerky. Didn't mm-hmm. didn't really care for it. Right. Middle of the match, they warmed up. It was spectacular. End of the match, ended like a fart in church. <laughs> it just, there was it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just weird. Like like you said uh, before we started recording, you said the fact that uh, it looked like they had just done everything that they knew. Right. It's like, Everything it's was out of the notebook. <laughs> <laughs> it's like unless like someone just went into the crowd and pulled out a kitchen sink. Literally, it's, there was nothing else to throw at each other. Right. Someone had to win. You know, <laughs> like it's like enough's enough. Someone's got to win this. <laughs> right. And I, it was a great match. I mean, it was. I thought it was good back and forth for a you know main event. I just don't think it could have been the co-main event. I think. Uh, I think uh, Kenny Omega and Jericho probably should have been the last match of the night, but you're not going to see something like that while the big not, heavyweight is on not, the line. Not two guy jeans, too, at that, you know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Even though it matter how much Chris Jericho has been in New Japan. 
Yeah, if if they didn't have one of their guys in there with them, if it was a three-way, it would have been the last match. Yeah, exactly. If, if they could have snuck one of their guys in there, it would have been the main event. Like, I think if uh, the whole deal, if Jericho actually sticks around and there's a match with him and Naito, that, that's going to be a main eventer. That's going to be a last match. Yeah, and I think, too, with, like, the United States Championship, I think they're going to try and bring in more guys that can wrestle for that. Like, I know the fact that the reason they brought uh, Jay White into chaos is to try to give a little bit of more competitor for Kenny with that belt. Because, I mean, he really hasn't contested it all that much. No. When no. you really look at it. No, not at all. And it hasn't been against any foreign competitors. When I say foreign, I mean New Zealand, America, European, British. Those, those, those people, well, I believe, qualify for that belt. And you know, I, I'm pretty sure, like if we had a, like a new Japan or not a new Japan, but just say a Japan title in America uh, in WWE, it wouldn't matter as long as you're Asian. Like, <laughs> like, long as you're Asian, go right. for it. And I'm pretty right. sure that's what they think down there. It's like it, it, it's 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 a subtle racism that we all have. You know, they they see a white yeah. guy and they're like, oh, okay, white guy, American title. <laughs> yeah. It's just like when in WWE, you know, somebody that's foreign wins the U.S. championship. What the fuck? He can't be having that. That's he's not American. He's Canadian. Yeah, yeah. We know somebody like that. We definitely know somebody like that. I'm not going to say any names, Mike. I mean, uh, yeah, but uh, this was a big match, and like you said at the end, I didn't, I didn't really care for it, and uh, I wasn't happy to the fact that Okada. Won it again, man. Like, he's had the belt for so long. And I understand he's uh, Gato's boy. And Gato's the promoter of New Japan. But at a certain point, you need to introduce a little new blood into that title. And I think Naito is a perfect person for that. I mean, the build-up the build up video is like almost of an Undertaker-esque video for Naito. Dear God, I mean... Showing his career? Yes, exactly. It was like almost like that Triple H video when he tore his fucking quad and came back and it was the U2, Beautiful Day song. Was that a Creed? Yeah, the Creed. Creed. Yeah, my, um, what was it? The song, I'm trying to remember it. But, uh, yeah, dude, it was, I would say that Naito video was at that level, man. Oh, no, you know what? No, I take that back. No, it was U2. Yeah, the beautiful day. Beautiful day. Yeah. You're right. It was you too. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Creed came later. <laughs> yeah, my sacrifice. My sacrifice. The, yeah, that yes. was it. That was when he won the belt. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, this this video was such a great video for Naito. I mean, I was fully behind the fact that I wanted Naito to win. I mean, Okada, like we said, a I, long time. You know what though? What you saying, that? And I've noticed this with, with his entrance. It looks to me like Okada's bored with being the champion. <laughs> I think he just naturally looks bored. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you on that. I've seen him as all, like, a lot of his entrances. And that's it's usually that or it's one of these, like the you know, smirk, like the, right. the little out of the corner of the mouth kind of move. He's, he's very confident. I mean, almost to a point of cockiness. But you can't call a cockiness because he backs it up. He's yeah. a great wrestler. He's got, I mean, the f- I know a lot of people give him shit for that uh, fl- the lariat that he throws. <laughs> and that being his finishing move. I mean, come on. But look at the V-trigger. That's a knee and a pull-in. I mean, what do you want? 
Look at Seth Rollins' move, that little move that he does now. Well, I mean, in, in Japan, though, the lariat, that's still a legitimate finisher move. I mean. Well, yeah, you get hit with that, you're going down for a while. Yeah, thanks to Stan Hansen, I mean, that was, that was his move. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and, I mean, that, that made that cash checks for him big time. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that, the lariat is actually a respected, you know, finishing move. Like, you get hit with a good lariat mm-hmm. in Japan, you're done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like anything off top ropes, that's a big deal too. I mean, they sell with, you know, that's a, a bigger move. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of spots in this match with Naito and Okada where Naito sold it well, but I don't think Okada sells well enough for me. I mean, to make a good storyline, it doesn't. No, no, because it, it, like, it's, it's, it's facials. It's <laughs> right. It's, it's, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's like. He just doesn't seem interested in it. I agree with you. That's it. <laughs> exactly. It's overconfidence. It's like it, it, he'll he'll get destroyed in a move, and then you'll sit there and you'll see his selling. You know, and I'm putting up quality fingers here, right. people. Yeah, people it, can't see that at home, but it, yeah. his selling. You can't tell if he stubbed his toe or if you know he's got that Peter Griffin. Ah, yeah. Like, dude, you just got destroyed. What the? the fuck are you doing <laughs> right yeah, no i yeah it's it, it's interesting but like we said uh okada did win this match and you know obviously this is a little bit later after of it and things have already progressed in new japan and now we see the future for naito it could be chris jericho uh but i mean like we said we don't know how long jericho will be around in new japan you know to be a full-time maybe a full-time competitor maybe a part-time guy like a lot of the american guys are part-time guys like the young bucks aren't there all the time but they're a major part of it I, I, you know what i kind of see jericho kind of sneaking his way in and becoming a mentor right for uh like a storyline you know like you know what i seen your match like you could have won but you don't have that killer drive it's like when i attacked you I saw that. I saw a little bit of that killer in you. I can bring that out in you. Next thing you know, Jericho's a member of the LIJ. <laughs> <laughs> that would be weird. Or you know what? I've I've heard a couple rumors. That, well, not rumors. Like what it would be. Well, how great this would be if this was that. And, um, one was uh, the expansion of the Alpha Club. How about uh, Dolph Ziggler and uh, Mr. Neville to join that club? <laughs> as a tag team for their tag team group yep. of this faction. And then you bring in, uh, what was the other name? I'm trying to remember. They had a guy for uh, the Intercontinental. Oh, The Miz. Imagine if The Miz jumped ship. I don't see that happening. No, no the, Miz, the Miz is He loves WWE. Yeah, he's too comfortable. That, that's, yeah. that's all he's ever known. I'm trying to think of the other disgruntled. Um, I don't think it was The Miz, but I know it was a good name. I'm trying to think of the other one. Who's, who's disgruntled enough, right? I mean, there's who a, is it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> who isn't disgruntled enough to jump ship <laughs> for an intercontinental at an intercontinental level? Name the name was too. I wasn't like a big world heavyweight name, like Randy or you know somebody that's a top tier guy. Hell, but, you know what? I could see if if Dolph would make the jump. I could see Dolph talking to guy like. Um, uh, 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 Oh my god! <laughs> um, Long Island Icy. Um, oh, uh, Zach Ryder. Zach Ryder. Thank you. 
I see him talking to a guy like Zack Ryder in the jumping over. Yeah, he would be good. I can see Zack Ryder and Dolph as the tag and Neville as an Intercontinental. Damn, that would be wild. I mean, Neville can hang with those guys, I'm sure. I mean, I've seen some of his stuff that he did in the U.K. before he came over to NXT. That was phenomenal. So, I mean, yeah, I agree with that. I could see that working well. But, uh, yeah, the future is wide open for those guys. And uh, overall, what would you think of this pay-per-view? It did not disappoint. It definitely didn't disappoint. Was uh, it what you thought? I mean, New Japan, is it, I mean, the full time, you think you're going to jump on? I, 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 trying to, I've already, <laughs> I've already been on the train, like hanging on the side, trying to get my other foot on. I mean, yeah. <laughs> what else you got to do? No. <laughs> it's like, I'm in there. I'm just, I, I'm just trying to immerse myself into more more and more. But like you said, it, it's hard. It's hard right now, but it's going to get easier. Right. I mean, once I have an account with them now and it's kind of weird and I, I mean, they're, it's not perfect. I would say wait maybe a few more months. I think they'll probably work out the kinks, more English content. I, I think they need a full-time team. Like yeah. Obviously, Don Callis and Kevin Kelly. Uh, I know Kevin Kelly's there full-time for their American side. But I know, like you said, with Don Callis, he's part of TNA. And he's. I'm sure he's more worried about what's going on over there. At least just, he should. Yeah, <laughs> trying to pull talent from New Japan, which is probably a smart move. That'll help TNA do like an ROH style stuff, you know, where you have your Battle of America versus Japan and have those talents over there to win maybe a few titles from the TNA. I mean, considering he's a co-vice president, I mean, it's not like he has to be, you know, on his duties 24-7. He'd probably end up being more, like you said, an ambassador for Impact to New Japan, you know? Right. Which they definitely needed because... Oh, God. I mean, they mistreated a lot of New Japan guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And I i mean, that's the only way they're going to rebuild that bridge. But, uh, yeah, I thought it was a great one. And uh, I'm sure I know Mike enjoyed it up until the end. <laughs> <laughs> and, but he was happy to see the Bucks win and uh, Evil and Sonata win. And, uh, yeah. I think we're going to see more out of this. And I know that New Year's Dash already happened. Obviously, it's... Uh, the 10th of January as we record this show. And, uh, yeah, I think we're going to see down the line uh, some more uh, Okada, or not Okada, Omega versus uh, Jay White, which I, I will look forward to. But uh, let's move on here. I've already burned an hour and 14 minutes on this uh, <laughs> New Japan, longer than what I wanted to. But, uh, Justin, I know you were talking that you had uh, worked up something for a segment. Ooh, I'm trying to find the song for you. I was going to say, do we have enough time? We always have time for you. <laughs> Motown. Is it? What was the group that did this? Oh. Yeah, found it. Got it. <laughs> Already done. Let me uh, plug it in here. Come on. This isn't... <laughs> what? <laughs> Your computer's like, you know what? You guys might have run. <laughs> yeah. Like, you might have run thought, Yeah, my computer's dying on me right now. I tell you. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> are you asking for something okay here we go all right mr justin what do you got for us this week all right i got our new hopefully ongoing running segment featuring the monday night wars <laughs> <laughs> all right now what i plan to, to pull for this for you guys is a little comparison of 
pretty much how Nitro was, you know, stacking up against Raw. You know, I don't think that we're going to go through every episode because we got about five years worth of That's episodes. a lot of material. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. So yeah, we're going to jump around a little bit, but, you know, hopefully we're going to get it down to a point where you guys can follow us along at home and catch up on the episodes. Yeah, we'll try to give you as much information about, you know, what Justin's trying to cover. Go ahead, Justin. To, to, to start us off, though, but you know what? Most definitely, get us started off. We're going to talk about the first episode of Nitro real quick. All right. And now, the reason we're just talking about Nitro mainly is because, you know, at the time, Monday Night Raw was pre-taped. Now yeah, they, it was for a lot of, most part. Right, so they're coming off of SummerSlam. And I'm pretty sure it was probably the Westminster Dog Kennel Show or some bullshit like that <laughs> right. on USA. <laughs> yeah. But they got preempted for the night, so Nitro got to run by itself. But something to note, from Monday Night uh, Raw, the following Monday, yeah. on the 11th, there was, uh, there was a bit of a, a match. Well, uh, let's say the one that was aired. It was definitely taped before the 11th of September 1995. In the dark match, we had uh, Lex Luger, Shawn Michaels, and The Undertaker defeating Men on a Mission and uh, Sid, Psycho Sid. Oh, wow. Now, the reason I bring that up is All right. one of these guys is going to add to a lot of fuckery in <laughs> for Nitro. All right. So, Nitro on... Uh, aired September 4th, 1995. It came to us from the Mall of America. I remember that. In Minnesota. Yeah. That was a big deal, actually. (laughs) So, now their dark match over there was uh, the American Males versus uh, Bunkhouse Buck and uh, Dick Slater. Oh, okay. Who at the time were the the tag team champions. Now, I saw American Males go over on the... uh, Tag team champs. Yeah. Well, something for, you know, the mall goers. So the opening match, the open televised match, was uh, Flying Brian versus Jushin Thunder Liger. That's a big deal right there. A big deal. Especially considering, like, these guys had been running a program, you know, they'd run a program a few years previous. And I think they brought them out and just had them do something every now and then. Just, you know, because they knew it was a guaranteed moneymaker. Right. You know, the, the match itself. Uh, not so much? Not so much. <laughs> I even put in my notes. I'm like, I don't know if it was the ring or if it was the setting. But every match, it started off so goddamn herky-jerky. Well, yeah, I remember the actual show itself. Because I'm As a kid, I remember watching it. But... Uh, a lot of times, I mean, it just seemed like it was such a clusterfuck being in a mall in that situation with all those people around them. And, I mean, they didn't really have a lot of stuff set up to where I think they were ready to put on a full-on wrestling show. Like that. Right. I mean, it, oh, and, and trust me, I did, <laughs> I did listen to some interviews and read a couple books and got, some, got something about the fuckery that went wrong <laughs> with uh, the venue that they picked. All right. But uh, Flying Brian goes over uh, Jushin Thunder Liger. But I noted that I could hardly pay attention to the match because of the goddamn commentary team. Oh, yeah. It was a weird team. Who was in that? We had Mongo McMichaels, uh, 
Bobby the Brain Heenan, and uh, uh, Eric Bischoff. Mongo fucking sucks. Yeah, he's a way better wrestler than he is on the mic. He fucking sucks. And just their back and forth. His back and forth with Heenan was just fucking awful. Yeah. I, it, there was points to the, where it's like Heenan just gave up. Like Heenan was like, you know what? I'm not sparring with you because you fucking suck. Like one, <laughs> if I yell at you, you'll probably slap the shit out of me because you're bigger. <laughs> <laughs> well, that led us into um, a Hulk Hogan promo at Postamania, brother. Ostamania. It was his first restaurant. The first restaurant that he branded with his name. And <laughs> oh man, I wish I could have tried. <laughs> so I mean, it, it, if you piece it together, WCW either picked that venue because of Postamania b- being in the Mall of America. Right. Fucking coincidence. Yeah. Not too much. Or if you believe uh, Linda McMahon's book, Linda McMahon. <laughs> Whoa! Wow! <laughs> Where did that know come she from? wrote her book. Uh, hoax wife. Yeah. <laughs> if you believe hoax ex-wife Linda Bolia. Yeah. <laughs> if you believe her, it was because uh, Hulk was banging one of the uh, uppers at the Mall of America. Really? Yes. <laughs> now he never admitted that he screwed her, but he said, "I didn't cheat on you." But I cheated on you. No oh, man. So what the hell that means? But this lady, she was she was a higher up, you know, like a promo or a PR person for the Mall of America. It would have been a big feather in her cap to get WCW to show up for their show. Yeah, that is a big deal for them. So either you know whatever you want to believe, the reason that Nitro aired there that night is because of Hogan. Oh, I'm sure. Bunch of fuckers. His dick, got the, his dick got him the show. <laughs> Following that dumbass promo, we lead into uh, a match between Sting and Ric Flair. And that was for the United States Championship. This was a big match, too, I remember, also, this show. Uh, this match, it was a big match because before they even got started, who happens to walk down to the ring? Lex goddamn Luger. Yeah, I love he's got his arms out like, hey, what the fuck's going on here? I was shopping. Yeah, like he got lost. Yeah. <laughs> Where's American Eagle? You guys know where it is? <laughs> it's like, you douchebag. Like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, for, for the most, uh, you can't go wrong with a Sting versus Ric Flair match. It, it, they're always going to deliver. And it was a great match. It finally ended up, uh, Sting goes over after interference from uh, Arn Anderson. Mm-hmm. At the time, uh, the storyline was Ric Flair and Arn Anderson were having a little bit of problems. Arn is a very controversial, <laughs> confrontational person. Oh, God. <laughs> right, with a lot of people. In that. But go ahead, Jeff. He, Arn Anderson looked like a beast during this. I mean, he looked like a beast. He looked like the enforcer. He's always looked like that, man. He's, uh, it's good genetics. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goddamn. <laughs> so, so after, after that match, after it ends, you know, there's a little bit of commotion. They go to the announce table, and you see that uh, Flash Scott Norton has made his debut. Oh, yeah, that's right. By breaking up the announce table and getting in the face of uh, 
of uh, well, everybody. Yeah, pretty much everybody. <laughs> I remember this. Yeah, <laughs> to the point where um, where Randy Savage had to come down and jump in between and challenge Scott Norton to a match. Which is crazy. It was crazy, but I mean, you, it was a clusterfuck. <laughs> yeah, you want to know what was even crazier? The fact that in the midst of trying to break up this fight, Eric Bischoff standing in the middle calling for security. Cuts to a debut of their newest, you know, debuting superstar. Oh, he's like, geez. He's like, back up, back up. Well, let's just cut to our newest. <laughs> like, like, motherfucker, you got this monster in front of you. <laughs> right. <laughs> Screw the promo. <laughs> Who did he debut? Well, do you remember the name? Their debuting star was Sabu. Wow. Homicidal. Genocidal. Suicidal. Yeah. You know, it... it for the most, it was a good package, but they're going to see that, you know, Sabu and WCW was not a good fit. Right. Well, hell, Sabu and any super organized federation is not a good fit. But this was during the time that for the wars, you know, or to boot up for the wars, Eric Bischoff started taking everybody he could. It started with uh, ECW. Yeah. You know, that's where the, the Guerreros and, you know, and all of them start coming in. It was because he had to he had to get talent from somewhere. And he couldn't keep dipping in the WWF all the time. Right. Okay. So, <laughs> after that, <laughs> they had, you know, little promos for, you know, because they were getting ready for war games. They were going into war games. <laughs> and, uh... It was a little bit of, a little bit of fuckery with War Games because for some reason Vader, yeah, won't be at War Games. Now I think they announced. Yeah, that didn't make any sense. <laughs> I think this was announced the, the the following Nitro, but it was pretty much leading into Vader wasn't going to be there, and I'll get into that in just a minute. We lead into a, another promo for a new another upcoming star, Mister Wall Street, the former IRS of WWF. Oh wow. I forgot about that. Michael R. Wall Street. <laughs> and you know what? That's the that's the most time I'm going to spend on that and that character. <laughs> yeah. You don't need to bring any more for that. Okay. So our main event was uh, Big Bubba Rogers, the former Big Boss Man, versus Hulk Hogan for the world title. Oh, okay. And now this came out of nowhere because apparently, apparently... <laughs> The match itself was supposed to be Hulk Hogan versus uh, Orndorff. Oh, wow. Now, the reason that Orndorff couldn't be there is because Orndorff was on a little bit of a suspension. Why was Orndorff on a little bit of a suspension? Because he beat the shit out of fucking Vader. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. Man, Orndorff was like a hothead, like all the time, dude. I mean, I think think they... Put him through the ringer the most, like back in those days. Hell, he had a. If you believe the story, he clocked Vader with his goddamn bad arm, that deflated arm, really, <laughs> and knocked him out. Wow! <laughs> and then proceeded to curve stomp him <laughs> until everybody pulled him off of Vader. Wow, that's crazy! <laughs> I did not know about that. So ultimately, Vader leaves. Orndorff can't compete, so they put in Big Bubba Rogers. You know, later on, we'll find out that Vader goes over to WWE. So now, pretty much, WWE and WCW has done a switch 
of good, well, one good wrestler, mm-hmm. one mediocre wrestler, two assholes. <laughs> like, like, they just right. made the worst draft trade ever. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> On both sides. <laughs> In the middle of the match, I mean, well, sorry. It, just watching this match, like I said, just like all the matches, it was a little herky-jerky starting. Yeah. But it was a lot of shades of the old program between Hulk Hogan and uh, Big Boss Man, which yeah. were great back in the day. <laughs> Hulk Hogan goes over. He wins, of course. This is for right. the title. Yeah, now, when is Hogan never not going over? <laughs> and out comes the goddamn Dungeon of Doom. Yeah, I now, remember this. Now, the reason I hate, and I even thought about skipping all of 95 Nitro. Wow. <laughs> just because of the Dungeon of Doom. And the reason is because the Dungeon of Doom was nothing but a stable setup of all of Hogan's old enemies from WWF. That's all they were, giving new stupid-ass gimmicks and just touted out there for Hogan the big boot and leg drop. It yeah. was fucking stupid. Well, while Hogan's getting his ass kicked, here comes Luger to save the day. Now, granted, Luger just got Wandered kicked out by security. He just got kicked out by security. Now he just wandered back in. He was at American Eagle. Yeah. He looks out. He sees Hogan. I don't have pants jumped. in my side. What are you guys doing here? Wanders into yeah. the ring. <laughs> starts fighting. I, I mean, you know, it's muscle memory. Right. <laughs> Him and Hogan have a little bit of a stare down, you know. And then we get, for me, is a classic line from Hogan, especially considering what we know now about Hogan. He tells Luger, go back to where you came from, which I can only imagine that's what Hogan says to every black guy that tries to date his daughter. Yes. Yes. I'll be here all night, people. Thank you. Damn. Thank you. Wow. Oh, I've been waiting so long to tell that joke. That was good. I got it. Yeah. Wow. And that's where that's where it ended right there. I mean, we're setting up for Hogan versus Luger for sure. Yeah. It, there's going to be a lot more fuckery down the line here, especially in WCW. I'm looking forward, man. This is going to be an exciting segment. Well, thank you. I, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to where you go with this because I mean. I've heard, you know, obviously WWE did their big Monday Night Wars where it was narrated. Uh, I'm trying to remember the guy who narrated, but he did a great job. But it was too short. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what you're going to bring out here. And I hope the fans enjoy it, too. Make sure you email us. <laughs> Let us know. Twitter, um, Instagram, Instagram. <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> yes, please. Someone contact us. Let us know you're enjoying this, please. We'd love to know. Everything is WCR. WCR radio or WCR for life. Just search it, folks. You'll find us. It's great. But thank you. Yeah, Justin, I appreciate you doing that segment. But uh we have anything else? I uh, Unfortunately, no mic this week with uh, the toy box. No mic, no toy box. That's sad. That is sad. Yeah, like we've had a toy box every <laughs> show. And he even told us in the beginning he wasn't going to do a toy box every show. Yep. And, folks, I don't think you realize this is all coming from Mike's money, hard-earned working class money, <laughs> because we don't have a per diem here on the World Championship Radio yet. We're open one day. If we get enough listeners, we'll be able to get toys in here from people. You know, maybe hey, companies listening to us, send us toys. Matter of fact, if someone wants to independently set up a Patreon and uh, send us money, 
Twitter, yeah, so we can, uh, Instagram. <laughs> yeah, Twitter, Instagram. <laughs> soon to be on YouTube. We're working on that, folks. We're actually going to try and put the uh, shows on YouTube for Christopher, Christopher Media as a whole. So hopefully we'll be on there soon and have a presence. Yay. But, uh, yeah. All right, folks. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of uh, World Championship Radio here at Christopher Media. And uh, as we always say, uh, once again... Thank you, Justin. People, good fight. Good night. And, uh, of course, from Michael, he says goodbye. And he loves everyone. <laughs> I don't Bye. Think, yeah. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> and, of course, from myself, I hope you all have a great night. And thank you for listening. That's it. I'm spent. You people have taken everything. All right. Shut them down. If you like this show, please tell a friend. Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook by searching for Christopher Media. You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free on ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. And thank you for listening. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.